Well, you know that it's going to be all right. I think it's gonna be all right. Everything will always be all right when we go shopping. Well, you know that it's going to be all right when we go shopping. It's always things we begin. Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Happy Saturday, everybody. How are you, Mom? I'm pretty good. It looks like we could get a little rain, but I'm hoping it's going to hold off because we've got another baseball game this afternoon for my and you're grandson. At, right, and you're not talking about the twins, are you? Mm, well, but they have one also. Yes, actually. I saw the lights on the yes. way over. So, mm-hmm. you know, who are they playing today, Mom? Um, Cleveland. Okay. I'm sure that's, I'm sure I'm right. Well, I shouldn't say I'm sure I'm right. I'm 99%. Okay. They won last night, so we're hoping for another win today. Well, fantastic. That concludes the sports ball portion (laughs) of the show. Exactly, yes. Um, So did you participate this week or get in on the competition, if we want to continue the sports theme, uh, with Prime Day? You know, I was sort of proud. I happened to say to my husband the day after, I did not purchase one thing. Mm -hmm. No. And I didn't even go on to look. You know, it's funny. I, you know, we had been talking about how this year it seemed like more stores than ever were getting in the last couple of years. It's been Target and Walmart going head to head with Prime Day and doing big sales of their own. Um, But I was in stores this week and I didn't feel any sense of like there was a special sale going on. Well, you know, now when you say that I was in Target Mm -hmm. and I it was only after I left that I realized, oh, They've got their deal days or whatever it's yeah. called. I just think and, it's so much bigger online. And but I mean, it was huge. Um, major this, success. Yes. Um, this past week, um, Amazon's Prime Day sales um, surpassed 11 billion with a B yeah. dollars, um, according to Adobe Digital Economy Index. Um, two biggest days ever for Amazon's small and medium-sized marketplace sellers. That's what Amazon reports. Yeah. I'm going to guess anything they can do to highlight smaller businesses that make them look better because, like, they're supporting smaller businesses. You're right. Uh, they do. Um, they actually they did they did a little bit better on day one, but day two, oh, I mean, it was like $5.6 billion on day one, $5.4 billion on day oh, two. Oh, darn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, they all seem to have, have done well. But what's interesting is, obviously, it was more people participating because the average order size on Prime Day fell. Um, yeah. It was $54.64 in 2020 and this year $44. So that's a pretty significant um, difference. And yes. I mean, no, who knows why? No, who but knows they, why? All, they all seem to um, have done well. I mean, not just uh, Amazon. What I found interesting this week was even um, like even Ever Eve was doing a sale that they were calling their prime sale. 
Oh, were they? Yes. And I noticed, I just, you know, I think it's just become sort of ubiquitous. You know, the idea of this kind of summer clearance sale um, that is now, you know, around this late June yeah. week that Amazon has turned right. into a national shopping event. Exactly. It's crazy. Just a, it's an event that is just happening everywhere. Anyway, if so. you missed it, I wouldn't worry because there are a whole bunch more sales coming. Yeah. There's always another one. Um, so we'll, we always do sales towards the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. And if you know about a really good one that we should know about, you can always message us early. You can go to mytalk1071.com, click on the Shop Girls page and send us a note there. Um, an announcement this week, not that we're really thinking about wearing our heaviest parkas right now, thankfully. Really? But um, did you see the announcement from Canada Goose? And this was interesting just because they are so known for their big, enormously heavy parka and enormously expensive parka that yes. you do see on the backs of many, many Minnesotans right. who can justify it. If you're going to go price per wear, Minnesota is a good place to own a Canada Goose parka. But they are getting rid of the fur. Right. First, they said they were going to switch to um, recycled fur, yep. which is a nice way around you know any appearances that you're harming animals. Yep. Um, it's already been done. You're just using the fur. But then they actually went a step further because anti-fur groups were pressuring them to just stop using the material completely. Right. And, and they one of their executives said that they believe that companies that don't evolve and aren't good for the world won't be here in 20 years. That it's incumbent on businesses to be the catalyst for change. And they feel this is the right time for them to make this change. What I just think what will be interesting is they have such a specific design and and fur trim on the hood is just kind of a, a you know, that is a trademark feature of their parkas. And so many other brands have copied it yeah. and do a similar parka with fur trim on the hood right. and on the collar. And so if they're getting rid of that, I wonder what they, it seems like they're going to have to do some kind of cool, exciting redesign to get people excited. It, and yeah. will people care? You know, will the, will the person who was ready to plunk down that thousand yeah. dollars on a parka or will the price come down because there's no fur? They didn't they have not answered any of these no. questions. Well, and the, they are they're planning to quit manufacturing with fur by no later, they said, than the end of 2022. Sure. So that's not but that's not that far away no it isn't but so, I mean, but that they just, have a little time to, right, that's, you know, to figure it out i'm sure you know this this year's coats are probably you know they're going to be landing in stores in a month yeah right and you know canada goose does have a store here in the twin cities now at mall of america Right. You Don't know, they have that step room? into their yes, freezer? And you can see how cold it is. And yes. You wear your jacket and you think you're you know, you in the balmy sun. That's good to remember. <clears throat> if you don't have air conditioning with the, with the kind of heat oh, we've been having, sure. Hang you out know, there. Oh my gosh. This would be a great time to go try on a coat or just go stand in that freezer for a little while. Maybe they'd never even notice that you were It's there. really nice. I've been in there. Have you really? I mean, it is just shockingly nice. With or without one of their coats on? Can't. Well, I had one on. Oh. I mean, it is cold. I can't I would imagine. Think so. Can't imagine what the electricity fees are for that freezer to keep that thing going. Well, away. yeah, that would be... Uh... That would be a hefty bill, I would Anyway, did, are you going to order your um, version of Target's Monopoly set? Do you want a Monopoly game that's all Target? 
Well, you know, I thought it sounded like kind of a cute idea, actually. You know, I mean, they have now made so many different Monopoly games. Obviously, everybody has has done one. So rather than be left out, Target has come up with a um, Monopoly Target edition. And instead of um, buying property, you buy groceries (laughs) and you buy clothes and other home goods. I'm like, this is not a game. This is just my everyday life. life. But you can do it on a board now. That's the thing, instead of in the store. And when you pass go, then you can buy things from your Target basket. Mm -hmm. And you earn savings tokens. I think it's really very clever. What a way to indoctrinate a new generation of shoppers. Yeah. Get them playing Target Monopoly. um, Beginning yesterday, uh, you you could pre-order the game, and it will be available in stores and online on August 1st. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of a cute idea. Um, Do you think Brian Cornell has one? I'm sure. Think yes. he plays it a lot. Gold plated, probably. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they got him one. I would um, hope and so. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to why this is coming up, but they just this was this was uh, among the big uh, news announcements this week that Target was going to roll the dice on a themed Monopoly set. I guess get it in stores in time, but wait well before holiday. Yeah, I don't know what what made them very think of this. feels very but, random, but that is uh, that's the news. Yeah. Um, then, did you hear this little hubbub? I wonder if Jason T- Matheson talked about this this week. Are the official uh, Disney correspondent um, about the Disney dress code incidents that's been all over the the news? Well, yeah, I mean, it, TikTok was where um, these people had uh, stories about it. And they apparently were asked to um, a woman. Well, they, they they were asked. They they were told their tops were inappropriate. A scantle. A, 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 a basically, it looked like she was wearing a bikini top. One this of woman, them. Yeah. And she posted photos on TikTok saying that um, Disney gave her a coupon to get herself a free T-shirt right. that she was asked to put on immediately. Well, yeah. basically. Well, I mean, it was like a gift, but it's a gift you have to wear now. Yeah, but what what both of these women complained about is they said this they were two in, separate incidents. Yes, yeah. yeah, and they said Disney World was really inconsistent about it. That one of them said when she had been at the Animal Kingdom and had this shirt on, no one or this bikini top, mm-hmm. <clears throat> nobody complained or said anything. But then at another park, they did, and you know she was told that. You know, well, they should have said something. But meanwhile, they both got very nice shirts out of the deal for free. So maybe if you want a new shirt, the idea is to come in your bikini top. Well, okay, seriously, that actually crossed my mind is how many people are going to purposely show up at Disney World semi-nude so that they're given a gift card to get a new shirt? Well, I mean, it certainly is is possible. This one girl who posted on TikTok about her experience, her video's been viewed nearly 4 million times. And was she someone who had a big audience before this, or it just has I kind of gone viral? I don't know her. Her name is Alyssa Schuler, okay. and I well, do not know her, so definitely I don't know. Got, it's, a, it's a viral uh, shopping uh, fashion style story of the week. But I think the, the bigger question, and then if you really want to get serious about it, is just where does Disney post their dress code? Did anybody know that there was a dress code? And, you know, where is this articulated that you aren't allowed to wear a bikini top? 
at Disney. Right. I, you know, that's a very good Head question. Scratcher. And they said that the representatives for Disney World were not immediately um, available for comment. Interesting. So okay. we don't know for sure. It's a mystery. To it be is. continued. When we get back, another mystery revealed. Why are women cutting their hair short? That's mm. next on Shop Girls. Okay, show of hands, who has totally chopped their locks in the last couple of months? Who has gone for like Wait, a I'm totally counting. different I'm haircut? <laughs> yes, call us if you want to talk about it. Did you do something dramatic with your hair? And did you realize that you are part of a bigger phenomenon, which is all of us reacting and coming out of quarantine? I didn't, but my daughter-in-law did. So- Cut, she realized or she cut her hair? Cut she her hair. Cut her hair. Yes. I mean, her hair was Super cute. so long. Yes. And has been so long, as long as I've known her, which yes. is many years now. And time she, for a change. Well, it was interesting because when I was in Chicago visiting in March, mm-hmm. she was talking about it and she just couldn't stand it anymore. And she yeah. thought she'd show me how it looked with a, she had a wig from a costume she had had. Well, it turned out it was a Cleopatra wig, <laughs> and I said, mm, "Not really, so cute." <laughs> but she finally You're always did... a fan of the shorter hair. Well, I mean, she went and cut it not like that. She, yeah. How would you explain how she cut it? I mean, it's sort of bob length. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's fresh and new and looks great. Well, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to talk about your hair, but the Wall Street Journal did a story this week that kind of sums up what I think maybe we've been noticing but didn't really realize was a bigger trend, which is always fascinating to me. Um, in the wake of the pandemic, salons are reporting that women are flocking to their hair professionals to get shorter cuts. Yeah. Rihanna, even Rihanna, did. Rihanna recently cut her. She went for a pixie. She, yeah, from, she and had, she had way length braids yes she cut them off yes yes and that um the thinking is that after nearly a year in isolation freedom is in high demand and one way that people are sort of liberating themselves is by cutting their hair dramatically and they're and people are coming in and telling their stylist just take it off yeah i just want and i think also a lot of people their hair grew longer than it had been they went they went a long time without going to yeah, a salon. Yeah. And that, the, I mean, here's the psychology behind it, which is very interesting. Did you know that this was a job? The, the Wall Street Journal quotes um, Rachel Gibson, who is a London-based hair historian. How does one become a hair Isn't historian? Isn't that fascinating? Yes. How do you think she got that I job? I don't know. I would like to talk to her about that. But meanwhile, she talked to the Wall Street Journal about um, putting it into some context and saying that the pandemic made many of us feel helpless and a hair transformation affords us a sense of power. Sure. You're taking the power back. Think about right. Britney Spears In- oh. shaving her head. That was about showing oh, that she I could was do thinking other things. About well, Britney I'm, Spears, but I'm but saying, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it is. It's a move of, you know, like I can do this. I can decide. Um, apparently, Zoe Kravitz um, recently did. Oh, I a, thought she had short hair. Oh, she cut hers off. Um, I think she went shorter again. And I guess, you know, pixies, bobs. Um, and if you look back in history, the same thing happened. You know, everybody's been saying that it's going to be like the roaring 20s. I don't think I, we're quite experiencing yeah, that. I don't think so but either. The same thing happened in the 20s with lots of women going shorter with their hair. Well, they always bobs, say, yeah, they pixies. always say short skirts. 
mm-hmm. come out when, you know, after there's been a, um, like a meltdown in the economy and when things start getting, you know, back. And, I, you know, I do, I think it is true that you've been inside, people didn't, in many instances, didn't take care of their hair the way they normally would have. And there's just something that feels good, I think, about, you know, getting that, hair chopped off yes and, it, and i do think they, the cuts look fresh and new are yeah. you going to get a pixie uh, that is not for me no i don't think that would be for you either no i don't I think i would like work. that Wouldn't do you work. ever think of cutting your hair shorter than it is uh nope I no, sure don't. never think of it <laughs> i mean i thought has never crossed I your mind vacillate a significant degree of maybe three to four inches yeah but uh, you got to know yourself. You got to know your face. Got to know your hairstyle. Got to know what it does. No. What What does Anthony Sorensen, uh-huh. who's quite good at cutting your hair, uh-huh. what does he think? Does he like your hair as you wear it now? Mm-hmm. Or does he prefer it longer? Would he like it shorter? What is his take? Well, he knows we that you're always on his back, that it should be shorter. But um, I don't know. I think he's. No, but, I think he's proud of his work. Oh, I but know. I know that isn't we'll fair ask to say. Him. We'll we'll ask. I him like your hair days. the way it is, but I think Thanks, you know Mom. when he first cuts it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you used to wear it longer than you do now, and I I do think it looks cute. I will say fresh. this, and I think a lot of women can relate. In some ways, somewhat longer hair in the summer can be easier because then you can uh, tie it back easier. Yeah. If I, when I when I've cut my hair as short as I will go, which isn't like super short, but you know maybe more like a little below chin length then suddenly i can't put it up and you're you know oh. it's hot and you're running or whatever it's a problem. that's a problem um well here's another big trend um coming out of the pandemic and i think we're just beginning to see all of the different interesting little ramifications or things that are that have changed um permanently or you know or just are not swinging back and that is dress codes now oh, not right. a lot of restaurants left in the 2020s that have a dress code yeah. or, but there are still a handful oh, of those places the fancier right ones. where you yeah. know there are lots of men of a certain age who have a story or two about walking into a fancy steak dinner and having to put on a jacket that is owned by the restaurant because yep. they weren't wearing one of their own right. those days are over because what I wasn't even thinking about is that restaurants that were open, you know, with social distancing during the pandemic, you couldn't offer someone a jacket no, from the restaurant who would want to touch it. The no. restaurant wouldn't want it back. So no. they stopped doing that. And now that they're back up to full capacity, um, it quoted a restaurant in New York saying that's they're just done. Whatever. Well, and and the La jacket Bernadine, came off. It's not right. going back. The La Bernadine, which is a very fancy restaurant in Manhattan. Yes. Always required it. And when they opened on March 17th, after reopened. they yeah. reopened, yeah. yes, they um, did away with their longstanding jacket requirement. I remember once being in Chicago many years ago, and we went to the Cape Cod Room in the Drake Hotel, which was very fancy. Yeah. And your father was not wearing a jacket. What? And they did. He's... They made him put a jacket on. Oh, my God. And I I don't think Which nowadays so he would absurd. ever have done it, you know, but yeah. back then it was so long ago and you sort of feel intimidated like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think that doing, you know, I remember the days when women first weren't allowed in some restaurants wearing pantsuits. Really? I, yes. Yes. 
And mm. and was that like... I'm a, very old, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but how would you even know that? Because you weren't probably going to their website in those days. No, you probably wouldn't. And sometimes you were turned away. Did you ever have that happen? You know, I just... Re- not being turned away. I remember they had that at the Rosewood Room at the North Star, which is now... What is it? A Holiday Inn? I don't, and I don't think there's a North... I, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's kind of silly, and yeah. yes, people should know how to dress. But. When we get back, another trend that is swinging back, and that is vintage shopping in person. We'll tell you about a new store next on Shop. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Well, fascinating article this week in Fast Company with some numbers that show that of thrift shoppers say they're replacing fast fashion purchases with secondhand clothing. Resale is expected to be more than twice as large as fast fashion. Think about that for a minute. By 2030. Helping this trend along and creating a fantastic new place to shop locally is Jesse Witte, who is the owner of Audrey Rose. And we're so delighted to have you join us today, Jesse? Hi. Hello. Good morning. Well, good morning. Congrats on the store. Tell everybody a little bit about the store and about where it is. Oh, happily. Um, it is located in South Minneapolis. It's considered the Standish neighborhood, very close to Powderhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm across from Sister Sludge. Thank goodness. <laughs> all day. Nice. Nice, yeah, nice. Um, we opened three weekends ago, um, and it's been amazing ever since. Well, that's so great. And what's so interesting is you, this is not a new business for you. You've been selling vintage online for, for many years. What made you decide to go brick and mortar, especially now? Well, you know, I pre-COVID um, those days, yeah, um, I, I had a those. studio <laughs> mm-hmm. up in the Northrop King building, which was wonderful. COVID hit. I moved everything home. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless my fiance. It was everywhere. <laughs> um, and I survived COVID um, by selling on Instagram. I feel so lucky um, that that was able to happen. Yeah. Um, and I oddly enough, thrived, which is so bizarre to say. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and I knew that moving forward, you know, these things needed to get out of my house. Um, with <laughs> Before your fiancé did. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I knew that if I wanted to move forward, I didn't want to move back to sharing a studio space. I, we, we had to do it. We had to go big. We had to do the storefront. And... The shop is only eight blocks from my house. Oh, great. Nice. And we saw it every weekend when we were going to get donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, I just knew I had to jump on it. Yeah. It was the time. Yeah. So, well, it's it's exciting to see stores of all kinds opening locally. And, you know, I think that people are re uh, rediscovering the shopping experience and the joys of happening upon something rather than clicking and surfing the Internet. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a whole new world now. And how does how does it work in terms of vintage? Do you think is it mainly younger people or is it all ages that are are looking for vintage who's your demo jesse you know i think i think it is younger people i myself am 36 
So I think definitely my age group and younger, but I have people that come in that um, are older, that are my mom's age, and it's a lot of nostalgia Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe they're not purchasing clothing per se, um, but I think people find nostalgia pieces and all of this stuff is so circular, fashion, trends. Mm -hmm. Um, it all comes back around. So right. a lot of these things you find in vintage shops and thrift stores um, are things from the seventies that are um, all the all the rage now. Right. right. How do you get all of your uh, merchandise? Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> you know, I started. What started this whole thing was my grandma Audrey, um, which is who the shop is mm-hmm. named after. Uh, she would take me garage sailing as a young child. So. God bless my parents. When she passed away, when I was in college, they kept a storage unit um, of all of her goodies. So, and she collected, you know, it's stuff that wasn't necessarily sentimental. Um, So I still have a storage unit to pull from of my grandma's goodies that she collected. People reach out to me. I love taking cross country road trips to go hunting Mm-hmm. Just so, anywhere. What's trending right now? What are people coming in looking for? Um, my biggest, the most popular thing that's been happening is those gold snake necklaces. Oh. Really? Like those really slinky, yeah. like they're so texturally pleasing <laughs> from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are all the rage right huh. now. Okay. What about in yeah. clothing? You know, that can go, that's across the gambit. I mean, especially with summer, it's sundresses of all types. Um, I would definitely say novelty t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all across the board. Do you, you have ex- all kinds of accessories along with clothing? Do you have other, do you have home goods as well, or is it all clothing and accessories? You know, I started strictly with clothing pre-COVID and the easy, the more easy thing to sell during COVID online was home goods. Oh, sure. So I definitely expanded my collection and my experience. Uh, it's just a little easier to purchase. People were decorating their homes because they were stuck in them. Right. Um, so the shop features a little bit of everything. You have jewelry, accessories home goods, and then I'm kind of dipping my toes into furniture pieces. My shop is obviously bigger than my house, um, (laughs) so I can do a few pieces of furniture. It's not massive, um, so I can't do a lot, but um, I love it. I love the space and the ability to kind of open these doors. We're talking to to Jesse from Audrey Rose Vintage, which is now open in South Minneapolis. Um, Jesse, you were saying how being able to sell online and through social media sustained you through the pandemic. I'm fascinated that people were buying. Do you think it was was it out of boredom? Was it out of like hope for a better day when we could all go out to lunch again? What do you think it was? Yeah, I think, you know, it was essentially window shopping, hmm. especially on, on Instagram. You couldn't go out and physically do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really think um, what happened was, you know, people had time to themselves to kind of really think about what was important to them. Mm-hmm. And I really think it solidified that keeping it local, um, really focusing, you got to focus on shops where you knew where things were coming from. You knew that if they were community conscious or not, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people learned about supply chains. Yep. Right. Um, yep. That they never thought think, about before. Yeah, I think people really like zeroed in on what was important to them and who they wanted to see survive and thrive in like a post COVID world. Right. And I think, I mean, that is a big part of this changing tide and this generational shift of understanding the impact that fast fashion has on the planet and on workers and really wanting to to make a change. Absolutely. So are you, excuse me, are you still online as well? Are you still selling online too? Yeah, I I do. I tried an Instagram story uh, yesterday, which was funny when I still had the shop open. It was um, a little bit more spanned out than I like to. I like to get it all up there at once. Um, So it's all experimentation, but I do want to keep that accessibility for people who aren't local, who maybe can't make it out. Yep, Um, I still want to have that the offerings for sure. Jesse, before we let you go, any tips for people who are not super experienced or don't have a, a skilled eye like you do? What would you say are your top tips when you're vintage shopping? What should you look for? What should you avoid? I really think if you're going thrifting or vintage hunting, like if you're shopping for clothes, like just try it on. Um, don't look at the tag. The tag says some arbitrary number for the mm. sizing. And you just don't know until you try it on. And then that just, like, helps you get a sense because when you find that one piece that fits you like a glove, I mean, it's like magic. <laughs> um, and be sure to, like, look over a piece um, from head to toe just to make sure there aren't snags or stains, especially when you're thrifting because those things can kind of hide. And honestly, maybe you don't care about those things, which sometimes I don't. If there's like a little stain, I'm like, oh, great. I'm not going to ruin it. (laughs) It gives it character. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I love that. That that's it's it's already been broken in for you. Well, congrats on the store. I there's so much buzz about it. Uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine has a story. If you want to get a little sneak preview, you can go to mspmag.com. It's Audrey Rose, and it's 2237 East 38th Street. Did I get that right? You did. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Good we'll luck. Go with everything. out. Thank you shop, so much, you too. Shop local, shop vintage, and of course you can get a coffee at Sister Sludge before, after, or during. All of the above, right? <laughs> yes. <absolutely. laughs> All right. Thanks, Jesse. Come back and visit Thank us again so soon, and we'll get in the store sometime soon. It was a pleasure. All Thank right. A um, couple more interesting stats before we uh, before we head out. I, I Another reason why, you know, the re- industry watchers say that vintage has had such an uptick in this last year and during the pandemic. Yes, there's the, you know, kind of window shopping aspect to, to going online, but it's also that people had their budgets gutted, especially yeah. younger shoppers who were probably more interested and inclined to shop for vintage anyway um but 33 million shoppers bought secondhand clothing for the very first time ever in 2020 really yes i mean and it has a lot to do with people i think also deciding fast fashion isn't the way they want to go they know you know what that does to the environment and all that too um apparently uh there are 40 percent of thrifters say that they are replacing their fast fashion purchases and they're expecting resale to be more than twice as large as fast fashion by 2030. Yeah. And that's not too far away. 
So, you know, I mean, it's a big shift. Another thing that I think um, changed this past year is a lot of us had time to look around our closets and either shop our own closets and realize, oh, wow. I like that. Right. I like that throwback trend. And a lot of us took the time to clean out closets and get rid of of things and start selling things online. And that's another good entry point into, you know, this whole vintage world. And once you start selling and it's kind of fun, you make a little money and then you start looking around the sites and wanting to buy. I mean, thread up like has gone bonkers, right. but it's just so nice to have so many good options locally and to um, see places like Audrey Rose actually coming into the neighborhoods and having a presence yeah. and real, um, fun place, a to real go local place to go. When we get back, we will take a look at some of the big trends, examine how we might wear them and really should we wear them yeah. at all. That's next on Shop Girls. Don't go away. Well, how perfect, because one of our subjects is Justin Bieber and his wife, Haley. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Shop Girls, and it's time for Whose Look Is It Anyway? I can't believe she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the Shop Girls to ask... Can I ask you something? Whose Look Is It Anyway? Ask you, Mom. I'm just yeah. gonna put this out there. Okay. When you are meeting dignitaries, yes, let's just say in Europe, sure, okay, mm-hmm. let's just say yeah. you've been invited to tea with the French president the and his wife with yes. the Macrons, yes, okay, yes. and you're looking at the available wardrobe yeah. options, yeah. see what you're gonna wear. Do right? you reach for the belly bearing dress? Oh, absolutely. Do you without say, without a doubt, I am going to bare midriff. Right. With a crisscross yes. top, bare midriff, to a little meet. bit of side boob showing. <laughs> and I mean, let's just start by saying Haley Bieber, yeah. wife to Justin. She looks great. Looked amazing. Looks the great. abs are killer. Yeah. I mean, she has been doing her crunches. Let's just start with that. Yeah. Um, very sophisticated, um, all kind of camel color. Hard to tell what material this is, but it looked sort of thick, almost like a, almost like wool. Well, the designer is Laquan Smith. Beautiful dress, gorgeous sandals, top, and then you know all one color, all in the brown, and then yeah, gorgeous, hot, yeah, high heels that tied around the ankle. Looks like a million bucks. Now let me also say, and I, it is France. I it don't is France. remember her exact age, but I think it's twenty four or less, something like that. Okay, Mrs. Macron, uh huh, Brigitte mm-hmm. is sixty eight. Yes. She looks also very fashionable. Oh, fashionable? Yes, without a doubt. She did not have a belly bearing midriff. Not so much. She (laughs) had a dress and coat that was covered up. Her legs are always exposed. She has lovely legs. Didn't look very happy in the picture. And I don't want to read too much into it. A lot of work done. Very severe. But this is the thing. I'm sorry. You're going to, you've got to have a little bit of sense. You're, you know, they're going to travel all over Paris. I saw many pictures in other places they went. That's fine. You're going to the Elysee Palace mm-hmm. to meet the 
head of the country. Yeah. Really? This but, is what you're wearing? I mean, look, I don't want to be too, you know, whatever. We, I don't want to sound too fuddy-duddy. Nobody seemed no. to care. There wasn't an outcry about this, was there? Well, there, it was written about, certainly. I don't think it's an outcry, and I don't think it's being fuddy-duddy. I think there's certain times, you know, that... That there's Where you certain just clothes keep your stomach that under wraps. Are, that are, right. Yeah. That things that are appropriate. The Beebs was in a suit. He had a suit on. He had a no suit tie. on. Also interesting, it was a pinstripe suit and a striped shirt. Stripe on stripe. Yeah. Um, no tie, open neck, had some necklaces on, and then he wore sneakers. Sneakers. Yeah. Cute sneakers. They were cute sneakers. Um, yes. Um, but I you know, as I said. President say, Macron's a little taller than the Beebs. Yeah. Gotta say. Oh yeah. Bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's tall, tall, but yes, he's taller than him. And as I say, I saw pictures of her in crop tops and great looking pants, you know, all over Paris and all. And that's lovely. I just think there are certain places that, you know, you, you know what is appropriate. I also, you think, you know how old you are, you know how old she is. I don't think you want to upstage her. I don't. Oh, I, I just, interesting. Yeah, that's just, where your head goes. Well, I just don't think that that was really necessary. Hmm. Why do you think they were invited to meet okay, them anyway? This is what I was that's the say. first thing. The only reports that I saw is about what they were wearing, and Justin Bieber posted a photo of him with Haley and with the Macrons standing in the. In, uh, in his office. In the office. Yeah. But no caption. And nowhere, and everyone just acts like, oh, look, this is what they were wearing. But, like, why were they there in the first place? Is it just that you're a celebrity and so you automatically get invited to the president's house when you're in town? Is that uh, what you happens? You call up and you say, hey, I'm yeah. here. Can we just come over and visit for a few minutes? Have I a mean, latte. When I go places, I'm like, yeah, they should know I'm here, too. But, I mean, should. who's inviting you, me over? Maybe you weren't wearing the right outfit. <laughs> Well, anyway, I mean, I think she looks beautiful. The dress is beautiful. I just don't think that was the place to wear it. Okay. That's my feeling. All right. And I'm sticking to it. You know what? Let's, I don't want to put um, our new producer extraordinaire on the spot, but let's see if we can do Rachel. Hi. How do you feel about it? Welcome to the shop, girls. (laughs) You were so happy to have you and you're doing such a great job and we don't want to bother you because we know you have a lot of buttons to focus on. (laughs) But this you are, you know, maybe a couple of years younger than me and my mom. Mm -hmm. You what what do you think? How do you feel about if you were going to meet a head of state? Do you think it's appropriate to wear something that would show off your stomach? No, um, I agree. With, I agree with Harmony. In Thank that, you. Yeah, it, it is just like there's a time and a place. Yes, like you sure you have a rocking body. You got rock hard abs that you want to show off, and right. your fresh new tan. But like, this is you can do that at the beach. Yeah, you can do that in <laughs> okay. your photo shoots. Rachel, I knew I, just I think liked you're Rachel. To make friends with my mother. Yes, I, think I that's knew what I liked her. But yes. okay, <laughs> very very astute observation. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, um, how are we feeling about? Uh, denim skirts. This is another trend. It's been a while since I've had uh, like a jean skirt, yeah. mini skirt, a denim, but these are, there are a lot of 90s trends that are circling back right now. No big surprise. Yep. And one of them is just the denim skirt craze. And it's all kinds. It's patchwork. It's longer. It's shorter. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, I it's okay. I don't love it. I mean, it seems like the minute J-Lo put something on, then, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it and it becomes a trend. And she was wearing another one of her crop tops and like a long denim skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not love it. I didn't think it was one of her best looks. But, I, you know, I think they're cute if, if for hot weather rather than wearing shorts or something like that. You want to wear 
cute denim skirt. Um, it's fine. Well, get this. I love the. I love headlines like this. It just cracks me up. In style headline. This is from a couple months ago. Rihanna went grocery shopping in the sexiest '90s summer trend. It was a. It was a twenty-six dollar denim skirt. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Nobody ever has headlines about me when I go grocery shopping. I know, and you do it a lot. I do. Um, yes. Well, maybe you should wear a denim mini skirt. Oh, that would get headlines. Yes, yes. I think yeah. it would. Um, I mean, what's funny about this is, yes, Jail is wearing it. We'll, we'll pro- probably now everyone's racing into production, but I can't remember a season of seeing more denim cutoffs in stores. There are yeah. everywhere. There is just so many, and Bermuda length coming back as well. So it's just kind of. All kinds of denim. Yeah. I Maybe because everyone was in sweatpants for so long and they're going back to denim now. Maybe. And I think a lot of women feel more comfortable in a skirt than in shorts. And so a, a yes. little denim yeah. mini skirt is a way to do it. So I guess the message here is if you always, if you used to love your denim skirts, pull them back out again. Sure. Now, just Why call them not? vintage. You seem cool and you look Go right on it. trend. You look like J-Lo. We'll be back to talk shop. We'll take your questions and we have more headlines for you after the news. Don't go away.